you know, where do you want to be in 12 months? What do you want things to look like? You know, what, what do you want your life to feel like? What do you want to be different? And then the second question, which is often more telling is, if I gave you a magic wand today and you could make some kind of change that helped you get there, what would it be? And it's amazing that people who maybe haven't been able to articulate it before can immediately say, well, wait a minute. Okay, I know exactly what would happen, right? I would mm. hire this person. I would change the way I work. I would you know, spend this much more time with my family. Whatever the case is, they, they can immediately start to grab onto it. And that helps us then to start to focus what is, again, most critical for them and what might work best for them. Welcome to episode 11 of Managing the Way. Today, we're talking with Carrie Miller. And Carrie Miller is an executive coach who helps overwhelmed executives regain control of their time and energy. Let's jump in and hear from Carrie. Well, today on the podcast, I have Carrie Miller. And Carrie is an executive coach um, from the Toronto area who helps overwhelmed executives regain control of their time and energy. So welcome, Carrie. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell me how you got into coaching. Um, tell me a little bit about your backstory. Take a few minutes um, and then, then kind of how to who you work with and, and how you work best. Sure, sure. So I um, spent most of my life in the corporate world, largely in entrepreneurial organizations and then some larger companies as well. And I was one of those overwhelmed executives. So, um, you know, you can relate firsthand, you know, exactly the territory. Yeah, absolutely. Do what you know, as they say. Um, So yeah, I, uh, you know, had a, a great career in a lot of different industries, doing a lot of different things in operations and general management and some people strategy. And then got to a point where I decided that the corporate life maybe wasn't exactly what I was looking for at this point and decided to take a bit of time and figure out what I wanted to do. And what I ended up deciding to focus on was the thing that I had first always enjoyed the most. And secondly, that had brought me the most success, which was really helping people get where they wanted to go. And so I took the jump and decided to start my own practice and, you know, certainly took some some training and uh yeah moved into this world of executive coaching full-time all right so you do just executives specifically or do you like does that turn into company-wide like tell me about maybe what what size of company are they running or is it typical like an age of company or what are some of the struggles like tell me about that that executive that you're helping absolutely sure so Um, I work directly with executives and also it often turns into something broader than that. I'm not sure that size of company is necessarily the common thread. It's usually about um, state where they are and what that generally means is an organization that is somewhere around a significant growth phase. So they're either looking it in the eyes, they're in the middle of it, or they're at the end of it. And either way, they're realizing that they can't necessarily run the organization in the same way that they had. So, you know, commonly that would be a company that, you know, was started by, you know, a person or a small group of people. And now they are sitting in an office with, you know, 20 or 50 or 100 folks around them. And they realize that they can't be the ones that do everything anymore, but they haven't quite figured out what that looks like. So we work on their skill sets. Um, we also work on organizational structure and culture in the company and just making sure that everyone is in the places that they need to be, with the skills that they need to be, and able to most importantly, and this really becomes, you know, if I narrow, if I distill down everything that I do, most of the time it 
hinges on prioritization mm. and figuring out what's going to get these folks the most bang for their buck, both um, in terms of how they use their time and effort and how the folks around them use their time and effort. So there's a lot of just distilling down and uh, discarding all of the, the noise that we all have in our work lives and, and getting down to the, the, the guts of what's most important. Yeah, no, I think that's the prioritization is huge. Um, you mentioned that they, you just don't, they can't do everything was another thing that you, you mentioned in terms of like pains that they deal with. Um, beyond those things kind of in the category of overwhelm, what are some other hurdles that you see that your clients have? Is it, is it like a lack of vision? Is it clarity? Is it, um, tell me a little bit more about what are the things that they're bringing you in and they're saying, look at, these are the hurdles that I have. And I realize I need to help have someone help me to get over them if we're going to achieve the success we want. Sure. Yeah. It's an interesting question because, uh, they don't always come to me knowing what the hurdles are. They just know that the hurdles are there. And so the first thing we always do is go through, um, a bit of an analysis or a, diagnosis phase to figure out what the root causes really are and there's a list of about 20 believe it or not that are common that tend to pop up over and over again so you know certainly organizational structure is one um, especially for entrepreneurs excuse me the inability to let go of things and let other people run with yeah things, right that yeah. feeling of you know it's been on my shoulders for this long I can't possibly take it off my shoulders now yeah um so, you know, I talk to really senior people, you know, top person in the organization who, you know, are still looking at every single uh, payment that goes out or, you know, really stuck in those details. There are also... Um, is that, can I stop you there, Carrie? Of course, yeah. Is that like a, is that a control thing? Is, it sounded like, you know, I, I, I see that in myself and other, you know, my peers, but is that a control thing? Is it, it's, it's just a habit thing? Is it like, are they scared of success of growth? I mean, I mean, probably all of the above, but tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you're right. Cause it really depends <laughs> on the person. So yeah, in some cases it's absolutely a control thing that, you know, the fear that if someone else puts their hands on this, then certainly something will go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, often it is habit because when you start, especially when you start a company and you're the one, you know, emptying the garbage cans and, signing the checks and doing all of those very specific things, you know, making every customer call, it's really hard to decide to let that go. Yeah. Especially if you're not at a place where you're feeling still, and a lot of entrepreneurs take them a while to get there where you're feeling really confident and settled and, yeah. you know, comfortable that things are going to move forward successfully. So yeah, it can be really any one of those things. And that's honestly kind of the fun of it is to figure out, okay, what's at the bottom of this. Yeah. And once you can understand that, it makes it a lot easier to move forward because often we all have our blind spots. So, you know, it's even just tough for people to see that that's what exists. Yeah. So, okay. So if I put myself in the shoes of a typical engagement with you, maybe like sure. you don't, you don't just show up and just say, this is where you're wrong. Right. Like tell me about <laughs> yeah. that process because yeah. it's like part psychiatrist, I would assume um, part, you know, um, actual tactically talking about solutions. So talk, walk me through a little bit of the process. You said there was a, there was um, getting to the why, but there's like a, you know, a number of like 20 that are the common themes. But then as you identify those, kind of walk me through kind of some of the, the processes you go through too. Yeah, so we definitely, there's a, a pretty intensive for the first couple of times that I meet with someone, just conversation about what's going on. Because 
as I said, you know, people will come to me and they will self-identify what the problems are, but I would say, and this is not a scientific analysis, but probably at least 80% of the time we end up working on something different than what they had initially anticipated being the biggest challenge that they had. Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time digging in, talking about what's working for them, what's not working for them, what issues are being caused, and not just for them, but we really try to look into the organization and see what challenges these same things are causing the people around them. Because when we talk about delegation, for example, the inability or the unwillingness to delegate creates this ripple effect through the organization and becomes, again, sort of a a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy where nobody does take anything off your plate as well. So, um, yeah, so we just honestly do a lot of talking for the first few times that we are together. And it's really about figuring out, okay, let's narrow it down and you know, maybe you are great at delegation, but maybe to your earlier point, maybe it's your vision that's unclear. Maybe you haven't Mm. expanded it since you started this company six years ago. And so it's really about figuring out for that specific person. And and it is, you know, such a a very tailored exercise because I've never gone through the same process twice (laughs) with two different people. Yeah. But it's really figuring out, okay, what's at the heart of this for them? So yeah, we have a couple of just deep conversations I go through you know, a series of questions. And there's a lot of digging beyond what might feel comfortable at first, because it's about getting past those assumptions and those beliefs that we all have, and figuring out, okay, what's actually happening, you know, objectively, or as objectively as we can possibly, we can possibly figure out. as as Yeah. Yeah. And then once we understand what those key things are, I talked about prioritization, and that's not just true for the leader as they work through their day-to-day, it's also true of our engagement. So what I am really careful of is making sure that people aren't scattering their energy trying to fix, you know, of those 20 things, 14 of them, we pick what's going to get you the most return on your investment, the most bang for your buck. And then we start to build solutions. So talk about what might work. um, And it really becomes then a bit of a lab. So going out and testing things approaching things in a different way, having different conversations, um, you know, making adjustments in the organization, whatever the case may be. So in between our sessions, the leaders go out, they, they do these things, they, they test in the wild, and then we circle yeah. back, talk about what worked, talk about what might not have worked as well as they would like, and then tweak and adjust. And it's really about then following through on whatever it is we're working on to really track and make sure that they are seeing those gains that they need. And then also getting to a place where they feel like they have the tools and they're self-sufficient and they're able to move forward beyond our conversation to continue to make those changes. Yeah. So tell me about the length of engagement then, um, because it sounds like you have, there's periods where they're trying different things, um, the lowest hanging fruit for lack of a better term. Um, How long are you typically working with, with an executive? um, And then is there, a long tail, so to speak, where you're staying in touch with them and how, how have you found, I'm curious if you've honed in on a certain, that process, if before it was like, hey, you try to, you know, be in and out, you know, like meet with them a couple times over like just a two or three week period and then you, you kind of iterated to say, no, this is going to take like six, eight, ten weeks um, and then we're going to stay in touch, you know, over as, as you try to get further down that list of hurdles and objections. So maybe mm-hmm. could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so typically when I work with executives, we work on a six-month engagement. And what that allows us is to not just get to a place where we understand the solutions to the problem, but where they've actually integrated it and 
are able to continue to move forward. So what we know about things like training and those short-term interventions is that it takes very little time for people to regress back to, you know, no matter how great the insights and how great the, the ideas they had about how they were going to move forward are, it usually takes about two weeks before, if nothing else around them changes, they're back where they started. So that's depressing. <laughs> depressing, but also good to know. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's about making sure that we have enough time that they're able to really build into their day to day these new skills and these new approaches. And they need to get to a place where they have seen those successes as well, to and consistently seen them. So they, yeah. they really believe that this is the way to move forward. Yeah. And generally in a six month engagement, and of course it depends on the person, and we can work through sometimes just one of those big issues, but sometimes it's two or three. And it's really about, you know, how do we create as much momentum as possible? And yeah. you asked the question about how, you know, how did I get to that six month sort of um, timeline? And maybe it's a bit arbitrary in a way, but I think it, it's really <laughs> about realizing that, um, you know, trying to work with someone on a, on a very short-term basis or you know, dropping in and, and popping out <laughs> mm -hmm. doesn't create that momentum, especially because we're talking about people who already feel overwhelmed or already yeah. struggling to find time. So part of the value, quite frankly, is just having that time set aside and having that accountability built in so that they know that every time they speak to me, we are going to spend time, which feels like a luxury to most people in business, just talking about what's going on with them and what's going on in their world and you know how it is that they want to approach it. So there's that time that's set aside and they also know that there is accountability built in. So there's no opportunity to hide or to make a commitment and then walk away from it. There's, there's, there's real follow-up that happens during that time period. And really the intention is to create self-sufficiency. Um, certainly there are some people that I work with on a longer term basis more often we'll work together for a six month period and then they'll go off and, and do their thing. And then we may circle back at a, at a different time when they have different needs, but it's really about making sure that those tools are in their toolkit so that they are able to create those own inter those interventions for themselves moving forward as well. Gotcha. Now, do you, um, I thought of something and kind of throwing your curveball here. <laughs> it's a, what, what other, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this whole like jobs to be done theory, which if you've ever heard of it in terms of like product development, they talk about what job are people hiring your product to do? Mm -hmm. So they say, Hey, I'm, hi I'm hiring Carrie Miller to do a job. Um, it's almost like a competitor to you could be like a psychologist or psychiatrist or like a therapist. Right. Because I thought of that when you said like the space and the time just to talk about what's going on and verbalize it. Um, do you find that that is something people are, are they utilizing that? You know, maybe they've said, I've tried this and that helps, but I need someone that's different. Or have you found that to be like a competitor to your services? <laughs> maybe a weird yeah, question. Well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because there are certainly coaches that come from the, the psychology, like the world of psychology, others that come from the world of business. And, and it's interesting because one of the biggest things when you talk about engaging a coach is figuring out that fit. And I certainly don't claim to be a psychologist, but I also do talk to my clients about a lot of things that are beyond just the scope of what's happening on their desk, you know, yeah. right. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure competitor. I would say maybe a complementary service provider, perhaps, and, and often clients will work with both. Uh, I think the difference is that I'm very focused on, okay, how does this affect your business and how do we drive that moving forward, which is a little bit different than most psychologists will 
will take, especially in the in the context of an actual psychological treatment session. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think there's definitely overlap. I feel like there's a there's a bit of a Venn diagram where, you know, all of the people who are there to support and help people drive themselves forward and improve themselves um, all fit into this you know, this big this big uh, group of, of people that you can or menu that you can order from and right. value from for different reasons. Yeah. So one, one question, maybe before we wrap up here, but um, how, like, how do you find a lot of your clients come to you? Because if, if you think about putting yourself in, you know, position of a, of a leader that's overwhelmed, that's a, that's a big commitment to, to bring someone like yourself in because you don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know how skilled, you know, Carrie Miller is, you know, it, you know, you're just kind of like unsure. So I imagine you probably get a lot of referrals, but I, I'm kind of asking this from the scope of if someone's listening that's in that role that's an ideal customer for you, what are the things they can use to to either A, know that they need to call someone like you, and then B, like how do they even go about that um, in general? And then I'll ask, you know, how do they get in touch with you specifically? So sure. does that make sense? Maybe that was too much to throw at you. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. So um, you're right. And it's interesting. And sometimes I feel like I've created myself a difficult situation by focusing on these people who are feeling the busiest and the most overwhelmed because mm -hmm. often it's hardest for them to make that leap. And, um, you know, there are times where I have a few false starts with a client because they really want to do this, but they just can't figure out how to, to set the time aside. And sometimes that's the first thing we have to work through is just figuring out, okay, how do we actually create that hour next week that you can, that you can sit down. And then certainly yeah. once the momentum starts then things change. Um, you know, I really try to make sure that I am putting out into the world and in front of these people in any way I can through, you know, social media or just connecting with them one-on-one, -on -one, um, a sense of what kind of return they can get on doing this work, because I'm talking to people who make all of their decisions around return on investment. And in my opinion, this should be no different. Um, you know, if they can't see that they're going to really make some gains working with me, then it's not good for either of us to, to start a relationship. So yeah. I really try to, to put out, um, you know, tools and, and just different ideas that will help these people who sometimes feel like they're at the bottom of the abyss to see that there, there can be light and that, you know, I've worked with people who are in the same position that they are and feeling the same way and that there's a way out. So I think there's a lot of just making sure that that information's out there and that when they feel that it is time, that they, they know that there's someone out here who understands what they've been through, who has a process, has a, you know, has a methodology, methodology to, to get from where they are now to where they want to be. And then I, my job is also to make it as easy as I can for them once we are working together to uh, not feel like this is just something else that's being added to their plate, but to feel that it's something that is, is really valuable and that is really going to give them results as opposed to just use their time there, which I wish they have very little. Yeah. <laughs> Precious. So what would you say, I think that's a good answer, but I think um, what would you say to someone to help them assess where they're at? Because you can kind of talk yourself into the fact that you're managing, even though you're totally overwhelmed, but you talked about the ROI, which is not immediately apparent. So, so if you could say something to um, someone that's your ideal customer mm -hmm. to help them realize that it's almost like what well, a little quiz that you could give or something, yeah. you know, to be like, Oh, you actually, actually do need this, like to kind yeah. of open their eyes. Like 
what what would you say? <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly enough, I actually do have a little quiz that they can do. <laughs> so okay, okay. It's something that people can just take away. It takes five minutes. It really helps to point towards those root cause issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but that aside, I guess there, I would say there are two key Where do they find that? Where do they find that quiz? Where do they find that? They find that quiz at assess.coach forward slash Carrie Miller. Okay, and so we'll link that in the show notes too. Perfect. Um, but go ahead, sorry, I just yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Um, and then I would say on top of that, when I talk to people, generally I would have a you know, half hour, 45 minute conversation with someone who's considering doing this kind of work. And there are a lot of questions, but there are two questions that I would say are, are most critical that I, I want them to think about and that we talk about when, we're, when we are having that conversation. So the first is, you know, where do you wanna be in 12 months? What do you want things to look like? You know, what, what do you want your life to feel like? What do you want to be different? And then the second question, which is often more telling is, if I gave you a magic wand today and you could make some kind of change that helped you get there, what would it be? And it's amazing that people who maybe haven't been able to articulate it before can immediately say, well, wait a minute. Okay, I know exactly what would happen, right? I would mm. hire this person. I would change the way I work. I would you know, spend this much more time with my family. Whatever the case is, they, they can immediately start to grab onto it. And that helps us then to start to focus what is again most critical for them and what might work best for them yeah that's great i think those are great questions just to just to ponder those it, it kind of gives you a blank slate to look at it from exactly exactly because without that vision it's hard to decide to do anything differently and that's that's always the first step yeah well thank you carrie did you have any other comments or questions for me no that's great i appreciate some great questions that you asked yeah. and, and hopefully it's helpful to some people out there Oh, I think I think definitely will be. Um, so Carrie Miller, K A R I E M I L L E R dot C A is your website. Um, is there any other way that people can get in contact with you? Um, and they can always reach me by email, which is Carrie at CarrieMiller.ca. That's probably the easiest way. And um, all my information is included in LinkedIn. My contact information as well. So whichever uh, mode of communication works, they're welcome to reach out to me, and I'd be happy to speak with anyone just to talk about. Uh, you know, how we might get them the things that they want moving forward. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much.